This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, Athletes of the 70s and 80s. Red Division, Central Catholics, DeVilbis, Matt Cumber, Scott, Stark, Woodward. Blue Division, Bowser, Libby, Rogers, St. Francis, St. John's, Wake, Cardinal Stritch, Toledo City League. This is the Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s podcast. What's the baddest show across the land? Athletes of the 70s and 80s podcast. Toledo's number one podcast. This is Maurice Yates. I love Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s. And who do we have on the show? Earl Hopings. Libby Cowboys. Class of 79. The number one podcast in the glass city. Athletes of the 70s and 80s. Got it going on. Toledo, Ohio, stand up. This is Glenn Perryman, Central Catholic, class of 1978, the athletes of the 70s and 80s. From east to west and west to east, the number one podcast. This is Toledo Athletes of the 70s and 80s podcast Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s welcome to the show Mac Cumber Whitney legend Mac Harris how are you brother I'm doing well this evening how are you I'm doing great um in my opinion uh one of the greats he is a legend at Toledo Mac Cumber Whitney um great athlete tremendous athlete and someone that we most certainly want to hear from on this show and we are so happy that you took the time out to come on this show and tell us a little bit more about mac harris wow okay <laughs> i'm here all right brother so let's 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 just jump right into it okay. um let's let's tell everyone basically uh in your neighborhood in toledo what side of town you came from your grade school then you go into junior high and then on to Matt Cumber. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, basically for me, I grew up in the 700 block of Belmont. And so I lived actually across the street from Stewart Elementary. So all I had to do was go out of my front door, cross the street, and walk into the back door of Stewart, and I was at school. And so... Stewart was my elementary and junior high. I went there for eight years. And so how I got to Mac Cumber, we took a tour. And I remember on the tour, I saw Calvin Ramsey. I didn't even know about Calvin at the time. and uh, But he was so nice when I got there. And so as, as we did our tour, we were hearing different things about the athletes and then, you know, I, I just start saying to myself, you know, 
I think I want to come here. It's different. Um, I don't know. I just felt connected to it the, the day I took the tour, and that's sort of how I ended up there. Awesome. Awesome. I did um, have this, that same tour probably that you had, and it touched me in the same way. It was different, and it was uh, something very unique about Toledo Matt Cumber that I really that struck me as to why I went. But this isn't, this isn't about me. Uh, one thing that stands out in my mind is there is a picture of you uh, playing against Clark Kellogg. And I'm not sure where you played that game. But the interesting thing about that picture is I was my wife and I were in Jamaica and I look across the beach bar and, and Clark Kellogg was standing there. So I went over and talked to him. Tell us a little bit about that game. Well, you know, um, the story is not so much that game. The story is getting to that game. And that's that's what a lot of people don't realize. Uh, some do, but that was my senior year, of course. Uh, you know, um, gave me a little issue at first. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize I set out half of that my senior year. So I missed the first 12 games hmm. um, due to some some academic issues, and I just couldn't play. And so uh, when I came back, we went on this this run. You know, it was uh, just about time for playoffs to start. Mm -hmm. And so all the teams that had done well in the city that year, we went through the whole city and beat all of those teams. And that's the real story. Um, we end up, we had to beat Start in the district finals to even play in that game. Okay. And so they had won the city that year. Mm -hmm. We we beat, before we beat them, I think we beat Libby. It started off with Sylvania Southview. Uh, but we beat a lot of good teams, all the top teams in the city. We beat them just to play that game. And so, to me, that was the story, and it was like uh, vindication. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to think, I don't think about it as much anymore. You know, what would have happened had I played the whole season? Mm -hmm. if, if if things would have been different, they may have, but then, you know, who's to say? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was the way it was. and But in regards to that game, we were winning – the game at halftime, we played really well the first half. And so what ended up happening was um, Clark Kellogg, of course, he had a six, nine brother that was a few years or a year or so younger than him. And then they had this big football player. Uh, his name, I think was Chris Dudley. Mm. Um, he was like six, five, two twenty five. big, big dude, man. <laughs> but, um, they they sort of dominated us in the second half in terms of we just their size it just it overwhelmed us mm -hmm. and so that ended up being the difference um we didn't lose for lack of trying and and having heart i just you know when you play sports so long um you're playing athletic teams and you're athletic if you're the smaller team the bigger athletic team is going to win out over time just because of size. Yeah. And so 
And then you throw Clark in, he sort of had his way with us in the second half. <laughs> but then you see what he did, where right. his career went. So, yeah. hey, it, it, it was a good um, a good experience. Um, I'm glad things went the way they went in terms of us even getting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. When you um, played, you played the three, right? Or did you play the four and the five? I played, believe it or not, I played the five. You played the five, okay. I played the five all the way through high school, and I played that position at 6'2", simply because I was, uh, some people would say I was the meanest, I was the most aggressive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was not afraid, mm-hmm. and so that led to me being there. Did it hurt me? Yeah, I think it hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, as I went on to play college ball, probably if I'd have had more opportunity to work on um, perimeter skills, mm-hmm. um, it would have made that adjustment a little easier. But you know what? Again, it was what it was. Uh, we were we were Mac men, and that's how I used to look at it. Yes, indeed. And as long as I was out there on that court, and and I had that Mac man or Mac Hummer across my that's chest. Right. You know, that's what it was about. And it was us against everyone else. It didn't really matter what position. Man, we was Mac men and you wasn't doing nothing <laughs> to the Mac man. We <laughs> and and that was my mentality. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Um I was also uh, not surprised, but I did as we talked before. You told uh, me about, I know you made your name in basketball, but you also played football at Mac Humber. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Well, there's a couple guys. One of them, uh, Victor Green, I think is his name. Uh, he played, uh, we're the same year. Uh, he had a brother that played football there, and he would always tell me, he told me, the last time I was in Toledo at the picnic, he said, you know, Mac was good in basketball, but he was a he should have stayed and kept playing football. Yeah. And so <laughs> football was his best sport. So, you know, it, it it was one of them things, you know, you you have to kind of look at it during those times. Um I had older brothers and mm-hmm. you know, some people felt that way that you played football. You set yourself up to getting injured. And that a lot of that was just lack of uh, knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get hurt in any sport. Correct. But, you know, people were afraid of getting their knees hurt. So I was sort of put in a position to make a decision. So I chose to play basketball, but I love playing football and I was good at it. Um, who knows what would have happened if I would have kept playing. So. <laughs> I played linebacker and yes. and it was uh that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one thing that I found uh intriguing and I also found uh interesting is whenever I would go back to a reunion, I'd look across the room and sort of like everybody was gathered in a particular spot. And so whenever I looked where the people were gathered, I saw Mac Harris. So I, I, I'm i talking to a guy who probably 
doesn't realize the impact that he had on other people. And maybe you do or maybe you don't. I'm not I'm saying, but I do recognize that when Mac Harris is in the building, people want to talk to him, they want to come up to him, they want to shake his hand. So I often talk about this as we grew up in the neighborhood, and I'm probably saying too much right now, but a lot of guys who played back in the day don't realize the impact that they had on the youngsters coming behind them and even the people they went to school with. And I most certainly know for a fact that you had that impact on the Matt Cumber Whitney family. And we appreciate you for that, brother. Well, um, I thank you in all honesty, though. Um, I never personally never looked at it like that. You know, and it, it goes back to what I was saying previously. It was just about that was uh, our mindset or my mindset was that was my school. That's right. You know, that's where we went. And anybody that went there or played sports, you know what it's like. If anything jumped off, went down, man, we were together. And 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 the way I thought was you mess with one, you messing with me. <laughs> and you know, and that's just how I view things. Exactly. We were Mac men, and I just, I, I, I guess, I didn't look at it past that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always looked at my. Okay, I'm just Mac. You know, I'm, I'm here at the school. Uh, one day I won't be here, but I never thought past that. And so, it, you know, if I did uh, influence younger people, I would like to think that and i hope that it was some in a good way that's correct and then not in a negative way because um to be honest i i could get pretty wild i think out on the court um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i was uh one of them kind of dudes <laughs> looking back on it but i don't know it was just a, a certain ferociousness and, well we we saw toughness but okay <laughs> <laughs> can laugh about it now but um yeah it was serious that was for real yeah yeah can yeah. can you tell us about uh particularly in the city league one of your more memorable games i understand some of the rivals would be like a toledo scott or toledo libby but tell us about one of your most mem- uh, memorable games that stands out in your mind you know um a, a memorable game for me probably the most memorable was when we played uh, actually against Scott High School. Mm-hmm. We played them out at TU. And it was the game, it was in the semifinals uh, right before the district mm-hmm. championship. And, and, and we played them there. And no one gave us a chance to beat Scott that night. Scott had just beaten Cleveland St. Joe Clark them a week before mm-hmm. we played them there. Everybody has got going. Oh yeah. They, they, they just going to win this game, run right over them. And everybody has got going to the state. Mm-hmm. And so when we beat them that night against all the odds, that probably was the best feeling. And you know what? I think that game was the only game in high school that I ever dunked the basketball. But it was, um, that game to me was like 
the highlight. And it was the only time during my whole high school career that I could say we actually beat Scott in basketball. <laughs> Had never won a game against them in all in the four years before that night. And so, you know, you had the player of the year, Kenny Bird on the court. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a dynamite team. I mean, Scott was good, but then Scott was good every year. Yeah. Uh, tremendous athletes, um, serious, serious ball players. But that night, we was the best team. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so <laughs> that that is my highlight. Um, you know, I just that game, I it, it's it stays in my mind. Absolutely, absolutely. I can only imagine that some of the reasons for the highlights is growing up on Belmont. Yes. Uh, some of the people from the neighborhood probably went to Scott or and or Libby. Um, mm -hmm. You probably knew most of the players on the team. Y'all probably competed against each other on a playground somewhere, and then you put it on the court and you you get the W. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yes, uh, I had that same experience. I hate to talk about myself, but had the same experience in football because they never beat us for about nine seasons. All four of my years, we got them. Mm -hmm. We we got them all for eighty six. They win after I graduated, but from the time I was at Macomer and prior to that, they hadn't beat us in nine seasons, and that stands out in my mind as well. So I understand the feeling is the only reason why I'm saying it. <laughs> no, that was. Um... I mean that that game has so many memories, uh, and and it, it was so important, you know, because my junior year we mm -hmm. played them at Scott, and they just they wiped the court up with us. However, you know, I scored a lot of points. They got scored like thirty thirty three points or something, mm -hmm. but they beat us by more points than what we scored. Oh wow! And I mean, they killed us. They. They had a college front line, uh, Kennedy Holmes. They had Lou Rogers. They had all these big old jokers in there, man. They had they had Marcus. They had Steve Greer. I mean, they had a dynamite team. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Those guys could play. Yes. Absolutely. And I respected them. It but it bothered me that we could never rise to the occasion where we could beat them. I always thought we could. But we just never did mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and until that night out there, you know, at, at TU. So uh, that's that was huge. Yeah. What do you think happened that night that actually got y'all over to the to the to the win? You know, to be honest, and I I don't um, talk a lot about myself um, in 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 that way, but um, sitting out that year or half of that season. Mm -hmm. uh, watching all those teams do what they did. Uh, you know, you got to look at the, the guys that were in charge at the time. You had Robbie Odoms, John Jones at start, and you had Kenny Bird and Kiki, uh, mm -hmm. and those guys were over there at Scott. And, you know, I didn't get to play against them in the regular season. And I think that there, there was something – unique and special about when I was able to come back and play that whole dynamic changed. And mm -hmm. I, I, I think the thing was 
the fact that I didn't fear personally fear any of those guys, I think in some kind of way that kind of, it, it got into our team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, our team played with such a fearlessness that night. It was like, we were not going to be denied. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just me. It was everybody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think about Leon Brooks. He probably played his best game, you know, and he was only a junior. But, man, he played like, man, you ain't finna do nothing to us tonight. And that was the attitude. You know, Ronnie Martin, you had Denny Patterson. You know, he was a a sophomore. But all them dudes played so well that night. And I just, man, I'm I'm proud of that. I was so proud to be a, a Mac man that night. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. So tell us about your senior year when you started playing again and then the colleges started coming in. Uh, When you started to get recruited, uh, what were they recruiting you as? Well, you know, a little different than recruiting. They would send a letter Mm -hmm. and just, uh, we'd like you to come play at our school. But, you know, um, I didn't do or, or handle my business um, the way that I should have or could have. Um, may, perhaps maybe if somebody would have been in my ear a little more telling me things I needed to do and I didn't waste as much time looking back on it, maybe I could have took uh, advantage of some of those opportunities. Um, but, you know, I, I end up going to a junior uh, out in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, we were very successful, uh, won a state title there, uh, played a lot of good basketball that nobody in Ohio ever saw, <laughs> but very successful. I mean, um, in, in my two years in junior college, our team only lost nine games mm-hmm. in two years. So we were mm-hmm. state runners up and we were, uh, won the state. Uh, I was uh, all state two years. And had changed positions. And so that's sort of how things went. I had to go where I was able to go. And and most of it had to do with academics. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm proud because I, I, I did graduate from college. And I graduated, you know, my, my grades were up. I was able to get my degree. And so the job that I work now, I couldn't work it had I not. Mm-hmm. graduated from college so mm-hmm. you know something that seemed to be a negative uh it turned into a positive absolutely you know and um i don't know i think we take paths in our lives um that's right. we have to go through certain things to get us to a certain point that's right in our life so i just look at that as that's what i had to go through um some of it being my own doing, but you know, you learn. Yes, absolutely. You learn, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So tell us about uh, Mac Harris today. I know I had, I thought I saw anyway that you were coaching basketball at one time, if not still is. And I know that the Mac Harris that I know about would exactly be given back to some of the youth today. So tell us a little bit about your coaching uh, history that you've done prior or after your basketball career? 
All right. I, I could talk a little bit about that, but you know, I don't talk about who, who I help or. Right. Exactly. I, you know, just because we was taught at a young age, don't let you, Right hand, know what your left hand's doing. You know them old, old oh, sayings. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, um, my day job, and if somebody would have told me this in high school, based on how I thought and how I was, that I would end up being a social worker, working with individuals who have a developmental disability, they they would have won any bet that we may have. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize until I left Toledo that I was actually a people person. I love being around people. Uh, I love doing things to help people. Mm -hmm. um, a good day for me is not based on monetary things, even though you need that to live. Mm -hmm. A good day is if I can come home and know that I've done something to help somebody. I'm good with that. It makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, soon as I get off work job, I coach high school basketball. I'm a varsity basketball coach at Cesar Chavez High School in Stockton. I uh, This school is um, it's getting ready to be 18 years old. I have coached there, getting ready to start my 16th year. Wow. I am, I've been at the varsity level. I'm getting ready to start my 13th year. Um, my sons played for me in high school, but I am very well known in this community out here where I live in Stockton. Mm -hmm. I'm just known as Coach Mac. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I got a good name. I'm proud of that. Um, I go places and, hey, Coach Mac. Mm -hmm. People speak to me. I, I don't even know who they are, but they know who I am. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's what I do. Um, the high school has a lot of uh, young men and women that are, we call them at risk youth, mm -hmm. um, single parent homes, um, kids raising kids or whatever. But that's what I work with. Mm -hmm. uh, disadvantage, but I love it. And I mean, I, I don't get tired in doing it, but I pray and ask. I say, you know, I'm 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 asking the Lord, well, how long you want me to do this? <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, I'm still doing it, and that's what I do. That's pretty much all I do, unless I come to Toledo and say hi. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm right out here. Got it. Got it. Well, Mac, I will say this, uh, and I've said it to you before. Uh, for me, this was a bucket list. And I am so glad that you took the time out to come talk to the Toledo athletes of the 70s and 80s family. And we got to know Mac Harris a little bit better. And so for a guy who graduated from Mac Humber, to be able to speak with you is a bucket list. I mean, I don't even know the other words to put in it for myself, but I get a chance to talk to Mac Harris and that means a lot to me. So we thank you for coming on the show and we are very glad that you took the time out to be here, brother. 
appreciate you. I appreciate that. I'm yes, just Mac, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just Mac. <laughs> but you my alumni brother, so I'm proud on that end. <laughs> I, I appreciate, man, all the kind yes, words. Indeed. I really do. Yes, indeed. Toledo yes, athletes of the 70s and 80s. Toledo Mac Cumber legend, Mac <laughs> Harris. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. This podcast is about the athletes of the 70s and 80s, where we discuss athletics from the city of Toledo, Ohio. Check us out on Facebook, Athletes of the 70s and 80s.